Welcome to Revealing Jesus. Are you hungry to learn more about our beautiful Savior Jesus? I am your host, Christina Pereira, lover of Jesus, apostolic leader, licensed and ordained minister, author, podcaster, and kingdom party planner. Did you know that the Bible declares that grace and peace are multiplied to us in the knowledge of Jesus? And that simply means the more we learn about our beautiful Savior, the more we will experience all He died to give us. Join me for all things the King and His Kingdom, including revelatory teaching, interviews with Bible ministers, media leaders, authors, and more. Come discover the beauty of God displayed all across the body of Christ. Together, we are revealing more of Jesus to a hurting world today. If you believe in the Bible and you pray it over yourself and you believe God's promises, regardless of if you're seeing them or not, then when that big trial comes, you're not going to get thrown into a tailspin. But before we get started, I want to give a quick shout out to our Christina Prayer Ministry sponsors who help support the mission to unite the body of Christ and fulfill the Great Commission with love. A big shout out to Gopher Ministries who provides all of our equipment for our gospel events. Davis Financial Services, who does all of our financial accounting. Harvest Family Network, through which I am licensed and ordained. And Life Changing Productions, who helps put together evangelistic events to reach our city for Jesus. If you or your organization are interested in becoming a CPM sponsor, you can find out more information on our website at ChristinaPereira.org. Do you have a loved one's special occasion coming up and don't know what to get them? Well, now you can sponsor an episode of Revealing Jesus in their name. And you can give them a special dedication message read on air. It makes a great gift. To find out more information, just go to christinaperreira.org slash podcast. Hey, everybody. Thanks so much for tuning into this week's episode of Revealing Jesus with Christina Pereira. I am your host, Christina, and I'm so excited to have you with me here today. I hope and I pray that you are doing well right where you are and enjoying the continuously flowing favor of grace pouring from our beautiful Savior and Father in heaven. I've got an amazing guest for you today. I have a former military veteran, former law enforcement officer, and a spirit-filled evangelist. He is the president of Overcomers, Inc., And he is the author of the new book, Your Next Leap of Faith, How to Hear God's Voice and Boldly Follow. I have with me here today, Shane Winnings. Shane, welcome to the podcast. Hey, thank you so much for having me. I really appreciate it. Well, it's it's a joy to have you with me, another fellow minister, podcaster. And I feel like I just love these conversations because it just flows so easily and naturally. And it's all about revealing Jesus. So thank you so much. Yes, thank you. Well, I've told our listeners a good bit about you. And can you share with them something personal just to help get to know you a little bit? Yeah, you know, to summarize the book, I grew up in church and God confronted me that my life was all about myself. And I made a change that day to give him my whole life and follow him. And that led me from being a military officer to a police officer 
five years later, that led me to laying all that down to become a missionary to America. And so for the last two and a half years, uh, I've been traveling the country, preaching the gospel, married two kids, and I live in Florida. And it's been a wild ride. I love that so much. Well, I am so excited to meet a fellow missionary to America because God has been raising up so many of us. Yeah, uh, because definitely. so many people here in the United States need to hear who the real Jesus is. That's right. Uh, they need the real gospel. And so I'm so thankful for you and for what you do. And I'm cheering Thank you. you on. Thank uh, you. You're welcome. Since this is uh, revealing Jesus, how did you meet our beautiful Savior, Jesus? Yeah, so this was actually something I cover in the beginning of the book. And, it, you know, I grew up in church. I loved going to church. And I believe I had an intellectual belief of everything that I'd heard of the Bible. And I was even serving on a worship team at a mega church. And I did that for about seven years. And I played drums, I played guitar. And, you know, I was kind of living the typical Christian life. And there was this other part where I was living just like the world, but like so many fellow believers, so many friends of mine, people on yeah. staff, people in leadership positions on different teams, on the worship team. It wasn't uncommon to stay the night at a, a girlfriend or boyfriend's house or to go out downtown and drink. Like that stuff was just kind of common. And what happened was when I was 25, I got confronted by someone in my church, basically, that called me out for living a double life. And I was very convicted. And that night, the Lord spoke to me. I was sitting on my bed and I had a thought that came to my mind and it said, you have never lived for me one day in your whole life. Wow. And I knew that that was God. And I was instantly just so convicted. And I felt the weight of my sin and I saw the, the pride in my life that it was like hidden pride because I wouldn't have told you I was a prideful person, but towards God, I was so proud because everything in my life had been about me, my decisions, my dreams, my goals. And I would pray, God, please make it happen. Mm -hmm. It was never, you know, God, what do you want for me today? What do you want for my life? And after feeling the weight of my sin, I was overwhelmed by his love. And I made a decision that night to give him my whole life. And I've been getting to know Jesus ever since then, just by reading the word and in prayer. And it's been an amazing, you know, almost eight years with the Lord now. That's so wonderful. And I know that that moment was really hard to hear. But I think uh, Jesus, when he speaks a word like that, it comes with comfort and it, it comes with conviction and it's always designed to bring us into a broad place so it's yeah. designed to show us something that maybe was really hard to see but it was something maybe you needed to see you know absolutely yeah you know the the lord knows the condition of our hearts and so What's interesting, and I talk about this more in the book, I won't spoil it, but I was at a place in my life where I didn't want to live any longer just because of trauma I'd gone through and things in the military, personal things. And the Lord didn't come and, you know, coddle me and give me a hug and tell me that I'm doing a good job. He came to me and said, you've never lived for me one day. You've lived for yourself. You, you've been prideful. You've been a hypocrite. 
that is what the Lord spoke to me when I was at my lowest point. Why would he do that? Because we would think, oh, you shouldn't say that to someone. You should give them a hug. You should tell them they're doing a good job. No, the Lord saw the condition of my heart and he, and he exposed that the reason I felt the way I did about my life was because I had lived it for myself. Jesus preached this. You try to keep your own life, you're going to lose it. And so the word that God spoke to me simply mirrored the words of Jesus in Matthew. And what's funny is by convicting me at my lowest point, it actually pulled me out of a pit and I've you know, never been the same since then. Mm-hmm. And that's always his intention, but he always does things in such a kind way. Yeah. A beautiful way that it brings life. That's right. Instead of death. Does that make sense? Yes. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, so good. Well, I've loved reading through your book, Your Next Leap of Faith, How to Hear God's Voice and Boldly Follow. And I can tell that you are a person who has pursued following God. And I can really relate to a lot of your stories. Before I started out in ministry, I would go out with my daughter and I would pray for random people in places like the grocery store and Jiffy Lube and all of that fun stuff. And it was always fun and exciting. And I think the Lord does that for so many people, even in preparation to step into ministry, because it's an unfolding and pursuing, you know, towards what the Lord has for you. And I know just in my life, I have seen the Lord do such fun and amazing things when we're willing to say yes and lay down all of those dreams and desires that we thought we wanted. Can you share with our listeners how that's made a difference in your life? Like, yeah, how you're living a different life now. Yeah, definitely. You know, after I had that encounter with the Lord, I would say that that's when I got born again. I think mm-hmm. I could argue all day, well, I believed with my heart, I confessed with my mouth that Jesus was Lord, and so I was saved. You know, I knew the Bible. I would have told you he's the only way to God, but my life didn't show that. And so if your life doesn't show it, then do you really believe it? And so I, I've seen a change since then. And I was doing life without the Holy Spirit. I really didn't even know about the Holy Spirit. I didn't know that that's where the power comes from, that, you know, you'll never live the Christian life without the Holy Spirit. You can't do it because you're only living out of your flesh. And the Bible says, live by the Spirit so that you don't fulfill the desires of your flesh. So if you don't have the Spirit, all you have is the flesh and you'll never accomplish what God has for you. So you know, that has made the biggest change in my life. But with that came this desire and urge, even this burden to preach. So within a week of getting born again, I was making videos on Facebook because we weren't using TikTok back in 2016 and reels weren't a thing yet. And so I just began to preach everywhere I went. I went to grocery stores all the time, malls, street corners, parks. And I did that for years. And All that God did in 2020 when I began preaching on social media, like the apps that were blowing up because of the lockdown, was he pulled the curtain back on what I was doing in secret. You know, yes, I was out in in public preaching and stuff, but like, it's not like a ton of people knew that I was doing that. Mm -hmm. So when lockdowns hit and I began to preach on social media, now I have a half a million followers within six months and people can think that 
I woke up one day and just started preaching and then I got TikTok famous or something. They, so many people, and this is kind of where I want to go with this. I, I am worried and a little concerned about this upcoming generation because while there is a passion from so many for the Lord, there is also a passion for so many to become Christian influencers and to become social media famous. And Jesus is just the way to get there. Mm. And so what I've seen a lot, because you know I've been doing this now for almost three years, I'm seeing a lot of people who are trying to skip you know, a season of growth and just get right to, hey, I want a million followers. I want to be social media famous for Jesus, right? They say it's for Jesus, but it's not. And so it was so critical for me those years in secret of just getting to know the Lord, talking to the one on the streets, praying for people in stores, like that really formed me because the further I go and the, the bigger my platform gets, I honestly find less and less people who have ever or who are willing to go out and talk to the one. If they can't have a mic or a platform, they're not interested. And to me, that's a big red flag. And so I'm really encouraged when I meet fellow believers who, you know, have come from the streets, so to speak. Yes, absolutely. And, you know, it's concerning to me, too. And I think you're right. I think this younger generation coming up has an obsession with becoming a YouTuber. Yeah. And they see it as, I believe, a means of validation. It's coming from just a deep-rooted insecurity. And all of us are insecure when we're young. We're figuring totally. out who we are and what we're passionate about and what God has created for us and yeah. all of that. We're all insecure when we're young, but I believe it's a form of validation. And even my own daughter, who's eight, she was like, mommy, you have a YouTube channel. Are you a YouTuber? And I'm like, no, no, <laughs> I am a minister. <laughs> There's yeah. a difference between a YouTuber and a minister with a YouTube channel. There's totally. a big difference. And yeah, absolutely. I love that you said God pulled back the curtain. Love that. On what you yeah, that's the, you know, that's Jesus, a really good way to put it. I like Jesus that. said that that would happen. You know, it's yeah. He said, when you pray in secret, you're rewarded in the open. And so the the principle is that when we do things in secret, one day there will be something out in the open. And you know, for those of us who really care about souls. Yeah, we just want more souls, and so if someone's like, "Oh, you just want a big platform." Yes, I do. I want. I would love a hundred million followers because my heart's pure, and I want a hundred million people to hear the teaching yeah. of the gospel. But I do want to say, and I, I kind of mentioned it, but it's not all of the younger generation or even our current generation. You know, there are so many people that I know personally who are in their teens, who are in high school, just out of high school who are very passionate for the Lord. And I really didn't see a ton of that, you know, when I was coming out of high school, not that it wasn't happening. I just don't remember seeing it. And social media certainly helps, but right. I am encouraged because there are very many millennials, Gen Z, Gen A, whatever the next one is, that really are burning for the Lord. And so I'm cheering them on big time. Mm -hmm. I think one of the biggest things that concerns me is like on a theological basis and really displaying who Jesus really is 
I think it's important that we as believers need to be grounded in the word of God and have a real living relationship with Jesus. Yeah. We're not swayed back and forth by, you know, maybe something that it is an error. That's on right. TikTok or Instagram or something like that. And I'm kind of a real stickler for preaching in context because I don't like people being deceived. And right. Because I love people. If you love people, you will fight for them. Yeah. You will love what the Lord loves and hate what he hates. And so I think that's really important. So I just want to say that to all of our listeners. I know that all of you guys out there are really, really good at getting into the word of God and you're good at seeing Jesus in the scriptures because you're listening to this podcast already and you're listening to people talking all about the Lord. But it's important to be grounded in the word of God and to have a living relationship with Jesus for yourself. Absolutely. So, well, I absolutely loved hearing some of your stories as you were learning to move with God. Can you share a testimony that's coming up on your heart right now to just help encourage our listeners? Yeah. Testimony. testimony. Like a testimony that I've seen or something that God did in me or what direction do you want to go with that? Let's do a testimony of you on the streets with okay. someone the Lord brought you to. Yeah, I remember that, you know, I had watched a lot of Todd White and guys like that when I first got born again, just the old YouTube videos where he's just loving on people on the street. Yeah, And that's what really motivated me because, you know, that wasn't happening at my church and the friends that I was hanging out with, they were good people, but no one that I was hanging out with was running after the things of the spirit. And so God gave me new friends, which was amazing. But I came across Todd. And so I'm like, man, this has got to be for every believer because I was reading through John, I was reading through Acts and I'm like, Jesus told us to do this. And so I started praying for people all over the place. And I remember this one time I prayed for this. Well, I walked into this gas station and I, I had a, a pain in my knee all of a sudden. I didn't have knee pain. And there was one guy in there. He was getting a Mountain Dew, I think. And I was like, hey, man, do you have pain in your right knee? And he's like, what's it to you? And I'm like, well, it's the reason I'm year. asking. Yeah, I know. <laughs> that's, that's, but you know what? We're not phased by that. We, we don't put right. expectations on people. And so I was right. just like, still a big smile on my face. So I was like, hey, man. The reason I'm asking is because sometimes, you know, I'm not always right, but sometimes when my body hurts randomly, it means that someone around me's body hurts. And I believe God is the one showing me that because he wants to heal you. Mm. And he's like, well, yeah, I do have knee pain, but I'm an atheist. Mm. And I pulled a line out of a video I saw from Todd, but I said, well, you can unbelieve all you want, but let me pray for you. God's going to heal you right now. And so the guy's like, all right, knock yourself out. And so I start praying for this guy's knee. And all of a sudden, I feel the presence of God just fill that gas station so thick. And the guy, he's like visibly shaken when I say knee be healed in Jesus' name. It was like, as soon as I said in Jesus' name, he changed. And he ran out of the gas station. I never saw him again. And... So I was only led to believe because I didn't see him limping when he ran. I was like, man, I believe the Lord did something. And what's cool about that is I know that that night 
he was laying in bed and he was having to wrestle with what had happened to him. Mm -hmm. And that's my favorite part of street ministry is you don't got to get people saved right there. You don't have to make sure people get baptized. You know, it's important for us to teach people to follow the commands of Jesus. But Jesus did so many things ministry related where there's no record of him making sure that they prayed a certain prayer or that they went and jumped in a lake. Like it seemed to be enough to Jesus many times to just heal or to just deliver and to just speak truth to them because we trust the Holy Spirit to do the convicting. And uh, the Bible even says that some water and some do this, but the Lord provides the increase, right? I don't save anybody. And so what's fun about stuff like that is I love going out and planting seeds. And I say, God is the person who just healed you. And whether they believe it or not, they have to wrestle with that later. And that's just so fun to me because I know that that thought is going to gnaw at them. And there's a wide open door for God to just come and begin to, to speak to that person. Are you a new believer in Jesus and don't know where to start? First, let me say welcome to the family of God. It's so important to anchor yourself in the gospel and the finished work of Jesus. This powerful workbook includes foundational gospel truths to anchor your heart in new covenant reality and interactive journaling prompts to begin your relationship with Jesus. This workbook includes teaching based on the Word of God. It will help you understand precisely why you need a Savior, what Jesus has done for you, your new creation life in Him, and how to have a relationship with Him. Journal through the pages to dive deep into the heart of God for you as His child and increase your faith as you learn about our beautiful Savior. Be sure to pick up a copy of New Believer Workbook foundational gospel truths to begin your relationship with Christ Jesus today. Links in the show notes, or you can pick up a copy at Amazon or ChristinaPereira.org slash store. Amen. I love that so much. You know, we're not responsible for the outcomes or anything like that. And right now I love with the Lord, whether we're seeding, whether we're watering, whether we're reaping, it's all with him. And he's not unjust to forget us. I remember years ago, I had a friend that said to me, she said, I'd rather be the reaper than the sower. And I was like, Lord, if you need sowers, I'll be a sower. Yeah. And so I feel like so many times on Revealing Jesus in our ministry, we're sowing seeds. Amen. Okay. That's good. Because you know what? He needs us, you know? And uh, I've heard it said that it takes 10 times for a seed that's sown and maybe watered here, watered there, watered here. And then somebody comes along and, and, and reaps it. Uh, yeah. But you know what? Uh, all are valuable in the eyes of Jesus. Um, That's right. All are needed. So I just want to be obedient to the Lord. You know, I, I want to see people come to Jesus. Of course, that's fun. But I also love the aspect of doing things in faith and doing things just in pure obedience. The Lord has called us to go out and to share the gospel and to to heal the sick and do all of these things. And there's been times where I've sown and there's been times where I've reaped where I didn't sow. And that's going to happen to all of us. And so, you know, I'm not a professional sower. I'm not a professional reaper. I am just obedient to the Lord and I trust him with the rest of it. And I think that's just an easy way to go about it. It is. And it takes all of the pressure off of us, right? That's right. 
And it's all on the Lord because he is the master coordinator of everything in this universe, right? Amen. So that gentleman, who knows? He could have run into a, a lady on the street who said, Jesus loves you at that exact moment as he was running away. Who knows what right. the Lord could have coordinated in the moments of his life. You just don't know. But yes. our only part is to be obedient, just like you said, right, right. there in that moment. And so you that's talked it. a lot about dying to the fear of man. And I think that's so essential. Can we talk about that for a minute? Totally. You know, I did a video on it yesterday, actually, because it's just one of those things I get asked all the time. How are you so bold and how do you do this? And I made a video and I just said, hey, there's no special prayer that you need. I believe in impartations, absolutely. And maybe I could receive a gift of faith in a moment or something like that, or a gift of boldness in a moment. You know, Peter was filled with the spirit and then stood up and preached to the people that killed Jesus. So that's pretty bold. But what happens is when we die daily to ourselves and we kill our flesh, we become bold. But the reason that I'm bold is not because I want to be bold. Mm -hmm. The reason I'm bold is because I'm just obedient. And I'm obedient. Whenever God asks me to do something, my aim is to always just do it as soon as he asks me to do it. And so the reason people are not bold, the reason people are afraid is because they're still alive. It's the reason that Peter denied Jesus. Mm -hmm. Peter did not die to himself. He wasn't dead to self and alive in Christ. When Peter denied Jesus, he was alive in Peter. And so he was willing to die for the Lord, he says, until push comes to shove and he's getting ready to have his life potentially be altered or ended. And so then he says, well, wait, wait, wait. You know, I actually don't know this guy. What happens when Peter is filled with the spirit and he's now more concerned with the opinions of God than the opinions of man? He stands before thousands. He preaches a convicting gospel and many are saved. And so the key to boldness, the key to radical boldness, listen here, guys, if you want to be radically bold, it's radical obedience. And what you will find is God will ask you to do some things and you say yes, and maybe it pushes you outside of your comfort zone. But then over the years, you'll look back and go, wow. I've done some pretty bold things. I didn't even think about it in the moment because he continues to push your limit. What was once bold is now common. Mm -hmm. And then there's a new level of boldness. And, and so, you know, there's no quick answer. A again, we kind of have a microwave generation of people who say, pray for me, brother. I want your impartation of boldness. No, you don't. <laughs> no, you don't. You don't know what you're asking for. I feel like right. even when Jesus told the disciples, like, you don't even know what you're saying when you say we want to drink from your cup. Yeah. It's a small version of that where it's like, you don't know what you're asking for. You don't have the spiritual integrity, maturity, or character to back up where you think you want to go. And there's no dig on that. Quit trying to rush the process. Mm -hmm. You know, the last thing I'll say, I love Michael Kulianos. Jesus image is now our home church. And he was talking about the kiddie pool and the shallow end. And he said, no one starts in the deep end. Yeah. When you begin to swim, you're in the shallow end. You're in the kiddie pool. And it's weird if there's an 80-year-old in the kiddie pool 
And you don't see a one-year-old in the deep end. Like there's a season for everything. And so for you guys who are listening, if you're in the kiddie pool, be in the kiddie pool, learn how to swim in faith, and then you will be promoted to the deep end, right? And you will progress from there. If you're 80 years old and you find yourself still in the shallow end in the kiddie pool, that's weird. You should be growing and it's time to start letting the Lord lead you. And, you know, I would guarantee if you would call yourself a Christian for 60 years, but you're still not doing anything radical for the Lord, you've probably not been totally obedient. And this isn't a spanking. This is a call to start saying yes to the Lord, because, you know, I've been walking with the Lord for eight years and he's asked me to do things I never thought I would do. I can't imagine where I'll be 60 years from now. So there's no shortcut to boldness. It just begins with obedience and don't worry about anything else. Mm, That's so good. Very wise words. Thank you so much for sharing that. Yeah. It's absolutely how he moves. I loved your analogy of the 80-year-old in the kiddie pool. Yeah. (laughs) I got it from Michael. I'm like, that makes so much sense. You know, that's weird. Yeah, it is a little weird, isn't it? (laughs) It's all good. If you're 80 years old and still in the kiddie pool, learn your lessons in the kiddie pool so you can dive deeper with us. Right. So good. Well, is there anything burning on your heart you'd like to say directly to our listeners before we go today? Yeah, I think the main message of my book and really of my heart, you know, especially with the ministry that I started, Overcomers, the motto is to equip people to burn for a lifetime. Mm -hmm. And what I see is you get people who burn for a season. Mm -hmm. It's easy to burn for the Lord when newly encountered him and everything is fresh. It's like, you know, when I first met my wife and we began to talk those first Mm -hmm. few days and those first few weeks and it's like everything is fresh. Mm -hmm. But if you don't steward a relationship well, then it becomes stale. It starts to die. And so you have to keep it as fresh as it was on the first day. And hopefully love is the thing motivating you. That's why marriage, I think, is very easy because we love each other and we communicate well. Well, In the Christian faith, you've got people that are living by emotions. And so when they feel good about God, they think God feels good about them. And when life is going good, they're doing good. But the problem is some people will walk in that for five, 10, 20 years and and life is good circumstantially and everything is great. And then something happens because it's life, like things happen. People die, people get sick, you know, houses, the market goes down, whatever, fill in the blank. COVID happens, life happens. And all of a sudden I have seen people that began to doubt their faith who served the Lord for their whole lives because they had a wrong perspective. They didn't have a revelation that it's not about me. It's about him. It's always been about him. And so, you know, the thing that's burning on my heart and the thing I want to encourage people in is to die to yourself now. You know, it's a recurring theme. I talk about it through the book. We talk about it in this podcast. But if you are only concerned with obeying the Lord every day and you believe that he loves you and that he's good, whether you're good or you're bad, whether life's good or it sucks, If you believe in the Bible and you pray it over yourself and you believe God's promises, regardless of if you're seeing them or not, then when that big trial comes, 
you're not going to get thrown into a tailspin. You know, I can't tell you how many people I've seen who they blew up on TikTok from preaching the gospel. Something bad happened to them. Now they're not even believers anymore. Right. right? It's wow. because life gets hard. And this is the parable of the sower. They receive the word with joy, but then the deceitfulness of riches or the issues of life, the trials came and choked that seed out. And so we have to see that this is the enemy's plan, whether by fire or desire, he's going to try to get you away from what you once believed. And so I take a stand and I say, you know what? I don't care what happens in my life. I'm never going to stop trusting in God. Yes, I'm believing for his blessing. Yes, I'm believing for his covering, his provision, all of that. But I'm not going to picture of what that's supposed to look like. You know, I, oh, I'm a Christian. I'll never get sick again. Oh, I'm a Christian. I'll never go through anything hard. No, Philippians 1 tells us that it's been granted to us to suffer for his namesake. And so I just think Christians having realistic expectations of, hey, Suffering is going to come. Trials are going to come. That doesn't mean God has left you or he doesn't love you. In fact, you've been considered worthy of suffering for the gospel. So don't give up your faith. Press into your faith and you will see the one who is faithful. Amen. Amen. Yeah, I think we just have to come to this place where we stop looking at our outside circumstances as part of our internal life and start living yeah. from the inside out, if that makes sense. Yeah. I, I just had this conversation with my daughter the other day. She was like, oh, everything went wrong today. Like I said, it doesn't matter. You're still under God's unclouded blessing and favor. Doesn't that's matter. right. Doesn't Absolutely. Matter. And I think that's just the process of maturity, you know? Totally. And there's people of all ages who are working that out. We have <laughs> to work it out daily. That's why we yeah. were told in the Bible, to work out your salvation. It's not a one and done, you know, we're saved, but we're constantly working that out and renewing our minds and yeah. beating our flesh into submission of what we say we believe. So yeah. if you're listening, don't get discouraged if you're yeah. not quote unquote there yet, because yeah. no one arrives until we're dead and we're with Jesus. Yeah. So yeah. And it's, a, it's a daily thing, even for us. It's yeah. a daily thing. We get up and we Absolutely. say, okay, God, we're going to serve you today. But you know what? There's times when we mess up, but that's the whole purpose of that scripture. His mercy is new every morning. That's right. So if you're out there, you're like, dang it, I just missed God. He told me to do something. I didn't do it. Guess what? His mercy is new every morning. You get up and you try again. I love what the Apostle Paul says. But one thing I do, forgetting what lies behind and pressing forward. Yeah. And that's a daily thing. It's a, that's come good. on, baby, get up. Let's do it again. Yeah. Amen. Amen. Well, will you pray for our listeners today before we go? Absolutely. Yeah, I'd love to. Thank you. Thank you. Well, Father, we just thank you in the name of Jesus for this time. Lord, thank you for this podcast that your word is being declared. And I pray, God, just for everything that was spoken, that it would be sealed by the Holy Spirit in the minds and hearts of every listener. God, I pray that you would come and bring revelation and understanding to anything that we've heard that we need to receive or that we need clarity on. Lord, I thank you that your word is true and it stands the test of time and that it can be something we build our entire lives on. And so I just bless every person listening. 
And I pray that they would get a revelation that cannot be shaken by the issues of life and that we would all burn for a lifetime in Jesus' name. Amen. 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 Thank you so much for praying that. Thank you so much for being here with me. Yeah, thank you. It's been great. Good. I hope and I pray today's episode has blessed you. I will have links from today's podcast and resources in the show notes under Revealing Jesus with Christina Prayer, wherever you get your podcast. And be sure to pick up a copy of Your Next Leap of Faith, How to Hear God's Voice and Follow Boldly. And uh, be sure to connect with our guest, Shane Winnings. Until next week, may grace and peace be multiplied to you in the knowledge of Jesus. God bless. Beloved, let me introduce you to my King. He is altogether lovely. No matter which way you turn him, he is perfection personified. He is velvet and steel. He is meekness and majesty. He is glory and humility. He is kindness and strength. He is altogether lovely. And he is my king. And he can be yours as well. All day long, he holds his hand that you might take, that you might turn one step, one grasp, one yes, one breath away from the arms of your loving Savior. Beloved, if you hear him calling your voice today, do not harden your heart. The Bible declares that not one of us is guaranteed another moment upon this earth. So pray this prayer with me today and run into the arms of the one who loves you, who knows you best. Father, I ask you to forgive me for all of my sin, for all of the places that I have fallen short, God, of your glorious standard. I ask you now to send your Son into my heart to be the forgiveness of my sin, to be my redemption, to be my righteousness, to be my holiness, to be my sanctification. I ask you to forgive me, to cleanse me, to fill me with your Spirit, your power, your glory, that I might bring glory to your name, Father. I thank you that I receive all of this by faith in the Son of God who loved me and who gave himself up for me. I thank you that I am now a child of God, fully forgiven, fully righteous, fully holy in your eyes. And I ask you to help me walk out this life in a way that pleases and honors you, Father. I thank you, Jesus, for all that you've done. I thank you for your love, for your kindness, for your great joy in saving me. And I thank you, Father, and I thank you, Holy Spirit. And I pray all of these things in your beautiful Son's name. Amen. If you've just prayed that prayer for the first time, I want to congratulate you. You are now a child of God and all things are now yours. Keep listening to Revealing Jesus. Find a good Bible translation that makes sense to you. And keep hearing about our beautiful Savior Jesus. Please let us know. We want to continue to pray for you. And we want to send you a free PDF copy of our new Believer Workbook. Just go to christinaperrera.org slash welcome-home. Enter your email address and we will be happy to send this free gift. And continue to pray for your journey. God bless.
I sincerely hope and pray today's episode has blessed you. Now it's your turn to continue the conversation. We are all evangelists of the gospel of Jesus Christ. Like this episode, rate it, share it with a friend. If it's impacted your life, let them know that you want it to do the same in theirs. Help spread the word of the good news of Jesus. Subscribe to the mailing list and get episodes, articles, downloads, and more sent right to you. Link in show notes or just text Jesus to 1-833-815-7778. Again, that's Jesus, 1-833-815-7778. We would love to connect with you on social media. You can find us at Christina Prayer Ministries on Facebook, Instagram, and YouTube. Until next week, may grace and peace be multiplied to you in the knowledge of Jesus. God bless.